Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going? Happy holidays. We're here. Happy, ready to pod. Happy, happy holidays. Am I getting to the point? Am I going too fast on the intro that it's a mumble? Will someone drop some feedback? If so, I, I worry after doing it for whatever show number we're on at this point that uh, I'm just like, welcome to Apex Legends, Shay. That's how I feel like it sounds potentially. So let us know if we need to do some intro spice in the new year. <laughs> we have been kicking around, switching it up. So it'd be interesting. Stay tuned. Yeah. We might come out and really throw people off. <laughs> we got a fun episode though today. Today we are diving into the mailbag, opening up the Discord mailbag for the holiday season and answering the community's latest and greatest questions. It's going to be a ton of fun. Always great to kind of do these once in a while to catch up on the questions that are asked in the Discord channel. Uh, and yeah, so if you want a question answered, can answer if leave a five star review with your question. The guarantee it goes on the show, or as mentioned, drop it in our Discord. We'll try to get to it on a regular show, or it'll come up in one of these hopefully eventually. Uh, outside of that, though, drop us a follow on Twitter at Kirkarudo Shea and uh, HB Burrison. Thoughts on Apex, CDL, all the good stuff over there. <laughs> That's right. Um, we talk about it pretty frequently. Our Patreon, we have amazing supporters on Patreon that honestly make this show possible. Um, you may have noticed that we haven't had ads on recent episodes. We really rely 100% on patrons to continue doing the show. We have a lot of awesome benefits over there. Early access, behind the scenes, bonus episodes, access to tournaments. The list goes on and on. Really tried to, to hook up our, our biggest fans. So if you're interested in continuing to make the show possible so we can keep doing this, We'd love to have your support over there. Appreciate it, son. With that, though, let's dive right into it and get into the mailbag. As mentioned, we're answering the latest and greatest questions from our Discord channel uh, on this week's episode. It's going to be an absolute blast. Any other thoughts before we kind of dive into the questions one by one? State of Apex, all that good stuff. Anything you want to get off your chest? I think we're both so excited for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. Like Apex has been fun. We've been enjoying ranked this split. I think the Winter Express is a lot of fun. But honestly, we're both taking a full week off at the end of December. And that's going to be a wonderful time to reset, get mm -hmm. some games in, work on maybe some fun, exciting projects that we have in the pipeline. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of just pushing for that. <laughs> we're both like work has been tough. We work in like advertising spaces. And end of the year, I think, is just always chaotic. Yeah. So. People wind down around is. the holidays, though, generally speaking. So, that is the hope. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, it, it's totally true. Uh, I'm excited for the holiday break. I'm excited for Christmas. It's going to be an absolute blast. I mean, you're listening to this, and we're a week out from you know Christmas Eve. So closing in on the big day. Um, and for anyone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, uh, happy holidays all around. With that, though, let's dive into some questions. First question coming from the Discord, JCC Blood. Hey, Henry and Shay, I hope you are having a happy holidays and I hope you're doing well. Question, have you ever had an encounter at one of your tournaments you've hosted where there was a hacker that cheated? Thank you and I hope your pod finds success. Thankfully, we are hacker free. 
so far. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, never has happened. Um, but we have had an experience with some sort of cheater, hacker, leaker. Um, mm, that's it true. was, that was pretty mm-hmm. crazy. So we were in a early playtest for season 11 on Stormpoint. And we were squatted up together, Shay and I, and we had this random Gibraltar get into our game. Mm-hmm. And I love random Gibraltar. Henry was hyped. So mm-hmm. I was being friendly. And Shay kind of noticed their username doesn't look like it was on the list, you know, and it looked a little weird. Mm-hmm. And so then we had to report them and it got escalated to the top of respawn. And then they ended up getting in big trouble because they were trying to leak stuff. And EA shut down their YouTube channel with three strikes immediately. It was a thrill. It was a thrill. Never forget. It was a thrill. That's for sure. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Was any of that confidential? I don't think so. I think I we're feel good. like that happened. I gotta share. Yeah, no, I think we shared it before. So apologies, respawn if that was not allowed, but we, we do not believe in the hacking and linking, so we are always here to support uh the good fight. But thankfully tournament has stayed hacker free and it'll continue to. It's such a small community. If anyone was cheating, I think it'd be pretty easy for us to lock in Fair. on that. Um not a problem. I think we've had people jokingly call people cheaters when they're just absolutely beaming. Uh, but nothing, nothing intense. <laughs> totally. Next question, also from Discord, coming from the username Caustic. What are your thoughts on this season's meta? I personally think the SMGs are meta. Question two: What is the best way to to place well? Thanks for the best Apex Legends podcast ever. Keep it up. Two good questions. Gun meta. We kind of dove into it uh, earlier in the season, did an episode on the long-range meta and the close-range meta, and I agree. I think in that close-range meta, I think we're in an SMG time. A lot of really good SMGs out there, and we were kind of talking about it today. PK being on the ground doesn't help the shotgun yeah. class. It's a very good weapon. Um, or being in the replicator. Yeah, or, yeah, being in the replicator, yeah. So... Yeah, I think I think SMGs are are my kind of go-to up close, especially with some of the changes to ARs to make them a little less forgiving in those up close fights for sure. Um, outside of that, best ways to place: play edge, play beacon, play defensive. I think you can, uh, you know, take smart fights is kind of the key mantra if you're trying to place well. If you're going to put yourself in a position to get third partied, or you're just chasing kills, that's going to hurt your chances of placement. Try and make sure you take in isolated fights when you can. Isolated fights normally occur on the edge of rings. It's very hard to take an isolated fight center zone. So be smart. Play slow, but with pacing. And uh, yeah, I think you'll find some success there. Feel free to drop any more specific tips, though, and thoughts on those SMGs. Yeah, I think the SMGs are really powerful right now. And it's definitely because of the PK being in the replicator and just kind of a, a lacking shotgun power. But also, LMGs are so underpowered right now as well. And those would strangely compete in close ranges. Um, so I think that's right. I think marksmen are also just so incredibly powerful. Triple take, 30-30, G7 are all great options that I love. Um, in terms of placing well, I think Shay summarized it well. I don't need to repeat anything. The only thing that I will add is learning rings 
learning where it can shrink and can't shrink is Mm -hmm. now something that is completely in the public domain. And this can make a huge difference. This can, you know, really make the difference uh, between placing top 10 and winning or getting top three. So learning where it can't shrink, getting closest to where you believe it will ideally shrink is a big way to get an advantage. Yeah, very well said. That's for sure. Um, next question is coming from Discord, Rabid Pup. I've recently been experimenting with different controller binds to maximize my ability to crouch while in close quarters fights. I was wondering what you guys use and what you think is best to use. We're on Team Paddle right now, and I'm the freak that plays with paddles and claw. Um, so I, I bind crouch to my back paddle, which is B, on my controller when I was playing claw. That's been my most effective crouch spam in close quarters combat for me personally. My kind of go-to is pretty simple. I also play with two paddles, but I think the biggest thing that I rely on is what's traditionally called tactical, and that's just switching out your B with your right stick. So my melee is B, and my crouch and slide is right stick. I don't know how people don't play with that um, just because sliding and crouching are so important to Apex that I would never go back. Um, it's a lot about feel. I mean, the fact that Shea plays Claw alone is crazy. And so I just, it's hard to even talk about it and give advice <laughs> and talk about what's best to use because if I did what Shea did, I would probably have arthritis and carpal tunnel. Overnight. Grabbing the controller right now. I'm a freaking psychopath. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you do it for hours. I do. Only way I know how. Well, that's we talked about this before. For some reason, I picked up a controller and this is what I did. And I think it's a natural. It stems from Smash Bros on GameCube. That's what I needed to be able to press those buttons in order to do it. And the pointer finger was the best way to do it while keeping a trigger at the ready. So, yeah. If you're not playing claw, though, and you don't have paddles, I am a, I used to bind it to right stick uh, and recommend that to people so you can kind of press down. But anytime you got to do that and aim at the same time, recipe for disaster. So I would really recommend trying to avoid that as much as possible. Um, yeah, cheap Power A controller has paddles, and it's a it's a great controller. Can recommend a hundred percent. Definitely. Next question coming from Shadow Genius. Hey guys, I've been playing Apex for two years. I love the podcast. A couple days ago, I listened to your episode about skill based matchmaking and other topics. And in that episode, you guys talked about Phoenix kits, and I had an idea. What do you guys think of a heal named the Phoenix kit or the Phoenix cell? It stacks like bats, takes six seconds to use, and gives you half shield and half health. If you have a blue or red, it leans towards full. For example, with red, it would fill three Evo slots, or blue, it would fill two rounds up. This would be more practical to use in a fight because of the six seconds usage time, but it would be better to use one Phoenix kit than two cells because if you pop Two, it takes 12 seconds, so it keeps the Phoenix kit useful for certain situations. I think this would be a great heal and make the game more interesting. What do you think? 
Yeah, I'll say um, I love concepts like this around new heels in Apex Legends, as it's kind of like the thing that has remained the same since, same since the dawn of time on Apex Legends. Um, but Henry, I'll let you talk about it because I know you got strong opinions on this subject, and I'll let you talk about the the healing mist. That's your absolute dream yeah, in every way, shape, and form. That. But really cool love concept that. is what I'll say, and I would love to see something like this in the game. Yeah, I think um, a counter to the Phoenix kit, or even having this as a replacement, is something that I'm willing to entertain. Um, the timing that you outlined is really, really competitive. You know, six seconds, a, a cell or a shield battery is five. Mm-hmm. So if you were able to get kind of the same total hit points almost, because you could max out a battery at 100, but this Phoenix cell would be a little bit more than 100, depending on what shield you had, but it's body health and shield health. So there's some balance there. Um, I think the fact that it is kind of like a half Phoenix is really cool, Mm -hmm. and you can stack two of them. I like it a lot. I think the biggest problem with the, you know, the epic healing item in Apex, the Phoenix kit, is it just takes too long. And Shay was mentioning, you know, the Fortnite healable, which is called Med Mist, where you can run around while healing your body. Um, I love that. That instant health application is just so powerful. So, like Shay said, we love these concepts. I would. Love, love, love to have them in the game. I think mixing up how you heal is something that is that would be very refreshing. Yeah, I think so too. I just think anything that's like a new item in the game is always such a cool little addition, but it does take time. And it's not always where I think the time is dedicated to the team. And I think you come back to it. Is the Apex healing system busted in any way? No, so this is this is an addition for content's sake, and even and even so, it's a risk because they have to make this change without kind of uh, you know knowing how it's going to actually impact things when it's such a such a well thought out system right now. So there is some risk in it, and I understand not changing that system, but would always be a fan of more content. Next question come from Dill the Pickle. All right, all the legends are attacking you, and you can choose a squad of five to protect you. On top of that, you get two weapons each to protect yourselves with. Which squads are you guys taking, and what weapons are you taking? The battle takes place at the epicenter on World's Edge. Woo hoo A heated question. What do you think, Henry? Who's your five legends? I'm pulling up a list right now just for my reference. I don't miss anybody. Oh, this is tough. This is tough, tough, tough. What do you think, though? Where where, where do you lean in? <laughs> and this is... Let's flesh out the scenario. Okay, okay. So, all of the legends, meaning just the remaining, like, 18? Yeah, the remaining minus the ones you take, I think, is pretty yeah. fair to stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Is this by okay. lore or in-game, also, is the question. I think we have to assume it's in-game. Okay. That's Sadly. good to know. Well, good to know because but. then Rev is obviously first choice if it's lore. We've talked about this. Legends power by lore. Putting the fact that it takes squad. place at Epi is extremely specific. Mm-hmm. Because let me know if you feel otherwise, but to me that means you are defending 
the spire, you know? Potentially, uh, or is it you start at the an edge? Healing team starts at an edge, and you're gonna hope you can get there quick. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I don't know. The fact that it said protect you, I feel like this is like defensive. But yeah, I don't know. I'd probably go. So, and I guess the last clarifying is. Are we legends or are we Henry and Shay? We're Henry and Shay. All right. So you can't take caustic essentially because you'll die. As you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah, it. Got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious. I'm putting together yeah, caustic. Can't be on the team right now. Also, just like who do I not want to kill me? That's the other question. Yeah. Oh man. I feel like you're leaning into defensive so much because this isn't a br environment Mm -hmm. this is like a a one wave sort of thing so you don't want loba you don't want um you know anybody that replaces their their loot item Mm -hmm. i think it'd be i definitely want my rampart and my watson for sure i think newcastle is nice as well Lifeline could be very helpful to keep me alive. <laughs> and then I think with like a flex, I would probably go for my favorite, Gibraltar, for mainly team morale and just kind of a, a human shield, or a totally random pick and go with Vantage to kind of have an eye in the sky sniper sort of thing, keeping people at, at bay. Oh, that's interesting. The Vantage what perspective is a good one. Well, so my first, my, my first thing was Watson. Like, definitely gonna need Watson to kind of hold it down on the defensive end. And I can't survive grenades, so I'm really gonna need Watson. Um, outside of that, though, I don't know. I wasn't as locked in on the other, the other defensive legends because Caustic. I don't think he's gonna want to protect me, despite everything else. Yeah, definitely not. And maybe Rampart. I could definitely see myself throwing Rampart in there. Um, I'd want Pathfinder. Definitely think Pathfinder can kind of like, if need be, pick me up and grapple away. And hundred uh, percent. And then we can kind of like we, we at least live to fight another day, potentially. Um, so I think there's something there on Path. It'd be great to probably have Seer on the squad so we know where everybody's coming from. So if I got Seer. Pathfinder, Watson. I'll grab the second defensive. I don't want the I don't want Sheila shooting at me. So let's get Rampart in there. Give me a little bit more protection. And I feel like, you know, the thing I'm lacking on this squad is a leader. And I, I'm not sure I can step up and be the leader, if I'm being completely honest in this situation. Amongst the legends, it would be tough. And so I need somebody smart that has some utility that can kind of like rally the troops to get Shay to stay alive. And so I got a few options. I'm thinking Gibraltar, Horizon, also a candidate. But I think what I'm going to do, and it's the semi-hot take, but it's like the break glass in case of emergency, and she's got she's going to be able to get the battlefield game playing together. I think I'm going Bangalore. I Bangalore, want that strategic mind, and I want those... I want Great the pick. break glass in case of emergency smokes with Pathfinder to live to fight another day if need be. Um, fun question, though. 
Uh, I think we'll need to maybe we'll do an episode or something around that. We've talked about doing like a fantasy draft of legends or something. This would be a fun concept. I want to do it by lore so I could talk about like, hey, I just want Bloodhound because he's just going to go kill everybody. But then you just choose Rev and it's just, yeah, I'm beautiful. So I don't even know. Did I read that question? Or did you? Oh, what what weapons I've, are you taking? Also that. Oh, yeah, two weapons. Uh, I only think I can handle an RE45 and a P2020. So I, that's what I'll take. I've held a replica G7, and it was very big and heavy. So I don't even know if I can go with my go-to. Um, I'll take the Mozam and the Ari. That's what I'm confident I can yeah. use. That's Wingman R301. Oh, Wingman got some kick. That's simple. a good one, though. That's a good one, though. Not a gun guy. Punch, We're not though, gun guys, you if know? you can tell. Just in Definitely game. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> Really fun question, though. I think we took a an in-game and real-life kind of hybrid approach to that, but maybe we'll revisit it yeah. on, a, on a future episode. Next question coming from Depress Box. I was kind of hoping slash wondering if y'all would do like legend relationships, like how their voice lines symbolize their relationships and stuff like that. This also started a 76-message thread on our questions yeah. channel. Pretty dang cool. Pretty dang cool to see. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did we do an episode about legend relationships back in the day? I know it's definitely outdated if we did, but I feel like I remember doing so. Am I making it up at all? Am I crazy? We've done lore episodes before, but I don't know if we've done one that was focused on the interpersonal relationships. It's a good idea. I think it'd be fun to do, for sure. I think it would be fun, too. As a cool upcoming lore episode. Add that to the list. Yeah. Lovely idea. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Yeah. Definitely. Next question coming from Thin Limbs. Welcome to the third party. Love the coverage, guys. I've been about listening for about the last 12 months or so. Big fan. Question. What is your honest opinion on skill-based matchmaking, and what would you do to fix it? And what would you even and would you even do anything at all? I'm an OG player since the beginning and have a 1.6 KD with a career damage average of 500. This makes me a pred lobby stocking filler most every game. It's not fair and fun to play against 95% of the time. <laughs> Thoughts? I hear you. Yeah, and we're right there with you. Um, I think we have a very similar experience in terms of like skill and time in game. Um, a couple comments. One comment is a BR is just a hard mode for solos. Yeah, it just is. You know, how are you going to come up with a system that you know allows people that are three stacking to play against people that are solo queuing. That's crazy. I mean, based off of how successful and popular Apex is, seems like there isn't an option to divide the player base like that, where there's solo queue only players that are all playing against each other and otherwise. And when you throw ranked into that, makes it even harder. So my idea of a solution is we need to introduce a new game mode that could be different, could be inspired by BR, but is extremely solo-oriented. Could be a campaign style, could be a like defensive wave style, could be a completely new multiplayer experience, but 
I, I think most of the gripes that happen about skill-based matchmaking just come down to the fact that Apex is not a solo game. It's a team-based game, and that doesn't work yeah. for every player. Yeah. The other thing that I would say, which you'll probably echo, Shay, is I think the solution is you turn off skill-based matchmaking on pubs and you see what happens. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say, honestly. Yeah. And, and I think it's like you'll either get the community saying awesome and you'll see people leaving the game and then they'll say, hey, uh, we turned this off for a little bit. We lost X amount of players. Guys, this isn't healthy for the game. We need to do something else. I'm a, I'm for it. And it just kind of comes down to like I empathize and understand the perspective of Pubs should be random. Ranked should be for when you want to play people of your same skill level. And that's for the beginners. We have a rookie tier. We've built out this entire ecosystem for people to play against people that are not that are new to the game together and ranked all at the same time. So I feel like that system is well so well thought out and measures where you are at in your most current form best to the point that it does feel redundant to have sweaty pubs games. And the other only thought I'll say, and I'm glad they're making this change from what we've heard, is that they will not be matchmaking based off of the highest uh, rank in your lobby uh, moving forward in pubs. That was a change that was announced. We don't know the exact data will go live. But when you're trying to introduce new players to the game as someone that's played for a really long time, it's a horrible experience for people when... I'm, you know, we're pretty much above average Apex Legends players. We've been playing for a long time and we're playing pretty dang good lobbies. And just two weeks ago, I was trying to introduce a new person to the game. They just can't get a kill. Any fight they take isolated in a 1v1, they're getting destroyed because it's their first time playing. And the solution of saying, well, go play by yourself is not one I want to do. And you don't want the solution either to be, okay, time to go make a Smurf so I can play with you in low level ELO. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I think. I'm against. I'm not against. I'm for a change. Don't really know exactly what it is, though. I'm I'm totally cool with trying to pull skill based entirely and just see what happens. I know it would make the, you know, content creator community really happy. So we could either make everybody happy and have awesome content, or the world would burn temporarily and we could reinstate it with kind of more reinforced reasoning why. I I think it's it could be worth the risk especially since we have such a popular ranked mode. Like we've had seasons where more than 50% of games played were on ranked. And that kind of just kind of shows you that one of two things, a lot of people grind ranked and play it a lot or, and, or the majority of the player base is playing ranked. You know, if they want a competitive experience, they're going to ranked. Um, And so I think drawing a line and saying there's a big difference between pubs and ranked would probably be healthy, at least as an experiment. Yep, totally agreed. Last question. Last question for the day coming from, oh man, I think Jasper Rocks. Close enough. I, don't, I think I'm saying that right. Hey guys, love the pod. Been listening since sometime around season six, but joined season two. My questions are, number one, should I use the G7 as a primary? And number two, what distances are close to medium to long range? Low throw it right back to you. It's a G7 question, so it's immediately mm-hmm. you take it away. Yeah, I think the G7 is a fantastic primary. Um, I think that it is so effective at a variety of ranges. It's pretty conservative on ammo. It's not dependent on 
you know, a purple extended mag. So you're able to really progress with it quite well. That being said, you know, I was a diehard G7 fan forever. And then they stripped it away from me for a year, completely wrongfully. And it made me really, <laughs> really rely on the R301. And now today, I go back and forth. I don't necessarily just opt for the G7 every single time um, because the R301 is such a versatile, powerful primary. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Hopefully that doesn't disappoint anybody, but I think that it's honest. Distance-wise. Yeah, this wow. is interesting. Never thought about it in this way, honestly, down to details. Yeah. It is a really tough question because if we just use like an example weapon, I don't know if this is the right way to think about this, but the Volt, for instance, man, it's kind of a longer range SMG. Mm -hmm. So where does it fit here? Like, does it even get into that close range? If you're saying close range is like PK guaranteed 99. So range. I I don't know what to say. Here. I was thinking about it a little differently. I was thinking like zero to twenty is close range meters wise. Twenty to one fifty is medium. One fifty to like two fifty or three is like medium yeah. long, and then everything else is long range. Was kind of how I was trying to break it down in my head and think about it as like in that. 20 to 100 meter range those are the guns i would say i want to use at medium range the r301 the flatline and then like the volt is a weapon where it's like i want to use it up close but it does flex into that range effectively so i don't know if those are the exact yeah, numbers so i would flex. have to like we did probably have to do like an episode where we kind of like dive into the range in detail and like where the recoil kind of makes it too hard for certain weapons to be in said range that would just be kind of my off-the-cuff, though, reaction, potentially. Yeah, I, I would agree with some of those initial numbers. I think the long range is not as super long as a lot of people might think. That, and that's a because, fair, yeah. Yeah, like, I think that 100, 150 meters is kind of apex long range. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where you're not going to have to adjust your optic on your sniper in order to hit headshots, mm -hmm. you know? That's a very effective range for a sniper. And that goes like to the to the marksman's as well. So I don't know. I think Apex is pretty unique in its long range playstyle yeah. because there aren't really one shot kill guns in this game. So you don't really want to do long range. You want them to be within striking distance to finish them. So yeah, I think you know zero to twenty makes sense. Uh, twenty to a hundred. 150 medium yeah that makes sense then like 150 meters up is long that's like a stab yeah i think it makes sense and yeah so that's what i'll say for that one and g7 i think it's a great option as a primary weapon uh i just i'm pairing it with a full auto that's kind of my g7 takeaway and i love running the g7 and r301 together so best of both worlds Maybe lack a little bit up close, but we figure out a way to get it done. So use the weapon, though, if you haven't. Um, that's the mailbag. That's all the questions we got. Any uh, closing remarks you want to uh, say to the fans? Thanks for being here. I don't know why Thanks I called them fans. Your questions. Thanks to the listeners. Maybe some of yeah, you are fans. Some of them are just here for the information, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's probably fair. Oh, man. Yeah. I think, thanks everybody for being here. I think it's another year done. I look back at 2022 and mm-hmm. we'll probably have a proper episode recapping or looking forward, yeah. but man, what a year for us. At the beginning of this year, we were doing video podcasts. That's crazy. Crazy. Like our whole perspective has changed so much and it, it's been cool. Yeah. So awesome. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Happy holidays, everyone. And thanks so much for producer of the third party 10 who supports us over on Patreon. You want to follow us? Hit the plus on Apple and uh, click the follow button on Spotify. Join our Discord to join the Apex Legends community via the link in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom! Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>